Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Catra.com. As ever, I'm Lancelot Narayan and in each programme we discuss recruitment, development and retention with top guests from the world of uh, the UK hospitality industry. Now, <clears throat> I'm quite proud uh, to be able to say that uh, since almost since its inception, Catra.com has been um, a strong supporter and sponsor of the hospitality charity Only a Pavement Away, which helps ex-offenders, uh, the homeless, uh, ex-service people, uh, helps them in their cir social circumstance and gets them work and careers in the hospitality industry. It's a fantastic charity started by Greg Mangum, who's an old an old friend of ours and on the, on the, he's been on the programme many times. Um, in this past year, they've, they've been very busy and uh, they've only got, gone and got themselves an ambassador. And uh, I'm, I think you can guess who it is. Um, it's my absolute pleasure once again to welcome Tom Akins. Hello, Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Not hello, bad. Hello. It's good to Come see you. In. Good to see you. It's a, it's a miserable day, but, you know, let's it cast is, some yeah. sunshine. I know. Yeah. The, weather, the weather's been pretty bad compared to last year, that's for sure. I think we are all in our shorts and bikinis this time last year. Yeah, we were. <laughs> We weren't allowed to go anywhere, but you know that's. No, <laughs> that's <what> <laughs> uh, Tom, tell me about your role as ambassador for Only a Pavement Away. How did it come about? So basically, as um, as obviously COVID struck, um, you know, the country, you know, in full swing, sort of, you know, from March onwards last year, and we're kind of all sort of left with our hands, like, what do we do? What's going on? No one kind of really knew, and I think all of us kind of had this sort of chunk of time that we kind of had a void in where obviously work stopped and and then we're kind of like okay you know we're now going to have x amount of time off what do we do with ourselves and as you would have seen i think many people you know did did live cooking classes lots of people took up home baking and bread making and god knows what else and i just thought okay i'm going to do all that anyway but you know let's see if there's something that i can try and use my time wisely and, and get involved in um in a charity and um and there are lots of charities that obviously everyone is supporting from obviously children's charities to you know um hunger and hospitality in action and things like this and i just wanted to do uh something with a charity that i guess needed a bit more support and a bit more of a leg up and one that wasn't i guess sort of on the lips of everyone and i think the one thing that we all see you know around London is still a lot of homeless people and um, and I think in particularly in in those troubled times that we had of, of COVID and and the people that weren't sort of getting any help weren't getting any attention and that's really where I wanted to try and focus on those that were kind of you know left sort of you know at the bottom of the pile and I think with only a pavement of way when you know when we reached out to them you know they were more than thrilled and happy that I wanted to become involved and to see where I could help and I think as a chef there are obviously ways that I can help but also as a voice and in terms of exposure for them and getting their name out a little bit more than they have been you know was kind of the first the first priority so we kind of sat down and sort of looked at where I could potentially help and then because of you know we're all stuck at home we just thought a quick way an easy way of trying to um get people involved and to get the name out that's where we came up with the um you know the five minute challenge where you basically create 
you know a dish of your choice you have five minutes you can use whatever ingredients you like um and then you donate five pounds and you nominate five others so i then contacted you know lots of chefs got them all involved and some did amazingly well and you know some still put the effort in and some dishes you know were a little were, were a little bit dodgy but they still did yeah. it yeah uh, oh yeah. and that really sort of took off and then you know on the back of that we then um because you know the I guess the, the people doing it, you know, they, they got a lot out of it, and we just thought, you know, there's probably something else here that we could do and and mm. do a do a cookbook out of it. So yeah. we then um, again contacted all the chefs and said, look, you know, we're thinking of doing a, uh, a cookbook from this because the response has been so great. Uh, would you mind, you know, your recipe being involved in that? And all of them, obviously, the ones that we did contact, said absolutely. So we then, in the last part of, you know, the last lockdown, uh, we then. Uh, did the recipes, did proper photo shoot, and and made a recipe cookbook out of it. So in a way, it's become you know a massive project and a good project, a fun mm. project. And I think for those that you know want to have an amazing cookbook done by a whole host of amazing chefs throughout the UK. Yeah. And biggest thing really is you know as we all are so time conscious these days, and we want to have something that is quick, that is easy, and fun. It ticks all the boxes. Because a lot of the recipes, there is some obviously, you know, prep that needs to be done. But in, a, in effect, you are taking, you know, a professional chef five minutes. So hopefully general public will take maybe 10 minutes yeah. um, to do it. And there's also a video as well. So you can use your phone, use the QSR code um, on it. And then you've got a video as well. So not only have you got the picture, you've got the recipe, plus there's a video of the chef doing it for you as well. So that's, that's way, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Cookbook. I think it's probably what only of one of the first where mm. you've got a recipe and a video, um, yeah. which I think is probably you know a sign of the future to come, mm. where you know you use your phone, click on a QSR code, and away mm. you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, great fun, great fun. Yeah, um, I just hope they didn't show some of my colleagues. I hope the Q, the, the the code doesn't take you to some of them and their uh, kitchen disasters over <laughs> over the past year. Great fun for yeah. us all, but um, yeah, not the not the best way. But it is; it's a fantastic idea, and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, a, a little later. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the work of only a payment away a little bit. Um, I've been reading up some uh, statistics, uh, recent statistics, and the numbers are quite shocking, as uh, I, I'm sure you'd agree. Um, last year alone, during the pandemic, there were over 10,000 people sleeping rough, in, and, and that's in London alone, right? 976 people died without a permanent home last year, and in the last five years, there's been a 55% increase in homelessness. Now, how does only your payment away immediately help those people facing homelessness? How can they help? So basically, uh, you know, there's many ways, obviously, that they had they have helped. Um, you know, it's it's an amazing charity in terms of getting people, you know, who either have been, you know, as you said, ex-servicemen um, or those who've, you know, who've fallen on hard times. They basically get them onto a program uh, where they can go, you know, use the hospitality industry as a, as a skill basis. So they're taking homeless people. And getting them back on their feet and helping them, you know, in terms of housing, in terms of food, 
in terms of their own personal development and giving them, you know, a skill, obviously, that can be used into into hospitality. So, you know, it could be anywhere from, you know, becoming a chef. It could be obviously at the bottom of the ladder, becoming, you know, a kitchen porter um, or, you know, going into, you know, waitering or waitressing and things like this. So it's a great resource because of, I think, the problems that we are now facing in the industry, as you're fully aware of, not only obviously having COVID, but also Brexit yeah. um, has, re- yeah. has really left, you know, a massive, massive void mm-hmm. um, in the industry. And I think for for us to utilise those that are already skilled in maybe in something else and bringing them in the industry, which, as you know, will fully welcome these people um, because for them, they're given, you know, they've been given a second chance. They've been given a second opportunity. It's a charity that will really help them in terms of, you know, giving them the essential skill, the resources, and also in terms of, you know, the mental strength that is needed and coach them. And I think in terms of, you know, having uh, this charity that is, you know, that is basically going to be, that is going to be going, uh, you know, through obviously not only sort of helping at the very beginning, but it's not like, okay, we're going to take this person, turn them around and, they then okay say so that's that done you know they're there you know to help them ongoing with with you know with making sure that they're, they're fitted in where they are you know they are fully coached and also in terms of you know the employer as well having someone like that you know that has come through obviously hard times and it's just i just think it's it's, it's a massive help for everyone you know in terms of putting people back on, you know back on their feet yeah absolutely um i mean it's on a, on a personal level as a restaurateur, have have you? What's your experience been during lockdown? What have you have you witnessed a widening skills gap? Well, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, so touch wood, we you know we've been we've been very lucky that we haven't, uh, you know, we haven't lost any any members of staff uh, apart from one, you know, one Italian chef that went, you know, he had to go home for personal reasons, family reasons anyway. But we've, you know, we've managed to keep hold of all our, you know, of all our staff. Um, and but there is, you know, there is obviously those that haven't been so fortunate. I mean, I think for a large part of the, I said the bigger part of the industry, which is the hotels, um, I think you know they're kind of you know definitely suffering because of you know a their business has been completely closed. They haven't had anyone, um, you know, staying in the hotels, so they've pretty much let go, you know, a large proportion of all their staff. And now there's a massive, you know, there is a massive void, I think, in, in you know, in trying to get people recruited back. Uh, to work in this country. Do you and think people have had to make changes to the way they recruit? I think there is going to have to be because I think you know the you know the general way that we recruit is you know obviously through job boards, through you know through websites, through agencies, etc. Um, you know, for the amount of staff that is required for hotels, it's just you know it's going to be it's going. I think Phil is going to be very difficult to recruit them. You know, the large I said a large sector of that industry was requiring on you know expats so out of the uk europeans um largely i would probably say and and a lot of them as we've seen have now decided to stay if they have gone back you know sort of during covid or or because of brexit it's there's probably better opportunities now for them you know in their own countries you know rather than coming back you know to the uk because of brexit and because of the increasing costs and kind of the unknown questions of you know are they going to need visas Who's going to pay for the visa? Is it going to be on the employer? Is it going to be on the employee? There's still all these unanswered questions that no one really knows. Right. 
Okay. Well, I mean, how can the work of only a pavement away benefit the industry? You touched on it briefly, but how can it benefit the industry as a whole? Um, how can it work as a great solution for employers? I think, yeah, I mean, I, as I said to you, that, you know, the, the, the skills sector that, uh, that the industry, you know, is, is short on um is is a whole host of you know a whole host of different ones from as I said from kitchen porters to commie chefs to chef to parties i think you know the getting trying to find a chef to party is, is like you know finding liquid gold on the streets of london you know it's just like unheard of these days and you know having as i said having this this pool of people and resources that they will now have um you know to be able to you know to tap into what i think will be a, a huge benefit for those that are looking um, for, for added staff. And the problem, you know, the problem has been, I think, because of only a pavement away hasn't got, you know, a sort of, okay, a sexy name as such. You know, it's it's been, I think, difficult difficult to connect, um, you know, to, to hospitality industry. So I think the larger picture of trying to get people knowing and in the knowledge of that there is this charity that is really there to help us, to help the hospitality sector in getting more staff getting those positions filled i think will really help and you know my my whole message in this is trying to help to spread you know to spread that word and and to get you know those that are coming through into other sectors of the hospitality well being an ambassador obviously it means a lot to you You can just tell that and i can see from the work you've been doing with with the charity um and you don't just want to be a name you know just a a masthead um what more are you doing um with in terms of strategies for only a pavement away and initiatives yeah. that are going to bring those those vital funds in yeah so we've got um so we've planned sort of you know at the end of the well not quite at the end of the year but it's sort of in the in the third quarter of the year um a, an event um that we've done together called the only a pavement away charity cook and dine event uh, which is happening in September on the 15th and um, for 250 people. But sadly, it's all sold out quite a while ago. Got my uh, ticket. Got my ticket. You have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Perfect. So, no, listen, again, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's going to be a really fun event for the, for the industry. And again, it's a great way to publicize the industry. All the people that are there, are going to be there because they know about only a pavement away. A lot of the people that are actually working on the floor, working in the kitchen, will come from the charity as well. Um, I'll be there in the kitchen, serving the food, cooking the food, delivering the food, um, and then in terms of the um, uh, start of the soup, uh, because we also did a soup campaign in the lock in the lockdown as well, which is kind of very similar to what we did before, uh, where people. It's a more of an awareness thing, you know, where we're getting people to, you know, to cook a, to cook a soup up and again donate some money to the to the charity. So we we had, you know, quite a large number of people that created some really interesting and quirky soups, which is again, you know, when people think of our oh, boring soup, you know, but it can be really interesting, can be really exciting. So we then picked a winner and we said, okay, let's make the winner, you know, do the starter for uh, for the diet cook and dine event. So um, I can't really pronounce. The, the winner is from the the game bird, the Stafford, and he was also um, sorry, she was a step uh, semi final of the MasterChef UK. Nicole, I can't remember pronounce the name sadly, but it's Theo Fakadu. 
um, really badly pronunciation. But anyway, she did a, a supervised choke and apple, um, and that will be um, that will be the starter. And then I'll be doing um, you know the main course and dessert as well. So again, that's one of the events um, you know that we've done. And then there's also we've just started on is the um, uh, is the life skills you know the life skills hub as well. Yeah, going to ask you about this. Yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us a bit more about that. Now, how how do you work with the delegates? So basically, um, you know, it's again, it's a it's a you know, it's a very it's a very interesting um, new thing that they've just started. Um, so basically, the the centre will be used to train those that are being either rehoused uh, and reemployed. And also, you know, get them to understand how to live, um, you know, independently on their own. And they will also help them in terms of, you know, their own um, skills and tools to get them back on their feet. So they'll be running sort of two different courses um, and they'll be running sort of, you know, um, so sort of these pilots with three week courses. And at the end of that, they will get a, a qualification that will take them to um, NVQ level one uh, with two you know, with two certificates as well. Um, and then. Each participant, sorry, each each participant and candidate will get a uh, OAP uh, life skills course certificate as well at the end of it. So it's basically sort of you know different uh, different levels of of training, but then also on the other side of that, from uh, from a sort of an employer side of it, they'll also be sort of helped in terms of you know basic stuff from you know CV writing to interviewing skills to IT to budgeting and sort of additional support as well that'll be not solely on sort of you know on the cooking side or or on the managing side but also you know sort of basic skill levels as well that they can be to be taught as well which is obviously you know the other side of as hospitality which is just as important. Fantastic I mean I, it's it's really good to see you so heavily involved uh in in what only the pavement away is doing it's brilliant and uh we're going to be talking to greg mangham uh founder of the charity as well uh very shortly uh with some people that have been helped by the by the charity too it's great when's the cookbook actually coming out tom the cookbook is going to be out i think in literally like uh where would they 13th of may i think it's going to be out in you know in a month, about a month's time i think it is right it's gone because I, I do believe it's gone to print already yeah as yeah yeah, it has. Yeah. So we did. We turned, around, we turned it around very, very quickly. I mean, we did like, you know, when we got the sort of, you know, the the, the green light to go, we literally like, you know, did the did the recipes, did the did the pictures and everything and got it, you know, to to the publishers, I think, in literally like, you know, three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it was great. Really good. And I had, you know, I had some nice chefs that came along and helped as well. So they will be mentioned in the book and a lot of suppliers that I used also um, also helped. Um, so it was amazing, you know, suppliers like Woods um, and Smith and Brock, um, people like that, you know, have, have, have contributed. So, um, you know, so it's great to have those people on board as well. That's brilliant. And um, Cook and Dine is happening in September. Uh, very much looking forward to that. It was it was yeah. uh, great. Great. It was fabulous last year, and I'm I'm sure it's going to be even better this year. Um, you're opening again next week. Muse is opening. Yeah. So what yeah, on Tuesday? On Tuesday. So what can you give us an exclusive? What can we expect? So again, you know, it's uh, you know we've been working we've been working on the menu the last sort of you know two three weeks um, and kind of you know just slowly tweaking it. 
and, uh, and making more sort of, you know, smaller tweaks and changes. But we've got a whole new a whole new menu. I've kept a couple of literally like two signature dishes on. Um, but my whole philosophy on this is, you know, it's all about surprises and surprising people with, with what we're trying to do. So I never really like to give too much away. So, again, I'm sort of keeping um, it sort of little little story. So each dish has, you know, three ingredients on it. There's a little catchphrase as to what it is. So they haven't got a clue what they're going to be eating. So that's the whole fun with it, you know, yeah. until you actually get it in front of you. Then, you know, oh, wow, OK, it's this. So and it's a nice because it's a, as I said, it's, a, it's, a, it's an authentic way that we do it. You know, there's a there's a sort of heartfelt story with each dish. So in a way, it's, you know, it's a lot more sort of laid back and fun, I think, for people as well. It's great. I visited you a few months ago, if you recall, and uh, we we just the bread alone, we, we stuffed ourselves on the, on the bread. And that amazing butter as well. Anyway, I'm telling everybody, if you can get a table well, at the use. Bread, bread and butter definitely is staying, that's for sure. You yeah, good. That's that. that's good. But it was it was a very, I'm not going to give anything away, but the butter was very special, I must say. It was uh, it was terrific. It was terrific. Tom, I'm, I'm so glad that you're involved in um, Only a Payment Away. I've spoken to you previously on other, on, on, yeah. on other subjects, and I'm so so glad that you're involved with, with um, Only a Payment Away, and I'm sure we'll be speaking again in the future. Absolutely. I want to thank you for your time today. Pleasure. It's been, it's been great.